From the All Indiana Podcast Network, this is Real Talk. No strings attached. The podcast brought to you by the youth of Indianapolis using this platform and their voice to touch on vital topics they believe impact their communities. Here's the Real Talk team for some Real Talk. No strings attached. Are you ready? Because here we go. Yo, yo, yo. It's the Real Talk team. I'm Nadia. I'm Julia. I'm Kai. And we're here with... Cadence. And today we're going to be talking about sexual health. Um, The first question, I'm going to bring it to Kai. First question we have for our guest is, what education have you gotten on sex or sexual health? Um, I've received um, information on sexual health from my parents, um, other like authority figures in my life, so like the teachers. I'm sure everybody knows about the puberty videos and, you know, like, oh, if you're a girl, you're going to get your period. If you're a boy, you know, your your voice is going to get deeper. You know what I mean? And it's like all talking about the hormones and, you know, what to expect. Right. Um, but I think also just learning about, like, contraceptives and how to have safe sex, um, consent, um, sexual assault, I think is very good to learn about. Um, and just, you know, like what to do if... You know, maybe you're in a situation where you, you know, like, I'm sorry. Um, Maybe if you're in a situation like you're a woman and, you know, like what to do if you maybe think you're pregnant and, you know what I mean, and how to prevent that. And just, you know, like just keeping yourself safe and make sure that, you know, you trust the person that you're, you know, you're choosing to have sexual relations with. I heard you stop (laughs) for a minute at the end of your sentence. And I feel like an important question to ask is, why does it feel so taboo to talk about sex? I think it seems very taboo to talk about sex because our society deems sex as a taboo and kind of promiscuous and very racy. Um, You know, and it's like, even like when I'm out in public, I'll be with like my Nana and we overheard somebody, this girl talking about her sex life. She's like, yeah, you know, like... You know, I ain't going to get into all of it. But um, and even my nan, she's like, why is she talking about that in public? Like, just passing judgment. And so I think people, um, I think it's, like, even for me, like, I feel like I don't really want to hear about somebody else doing that either. You know what I mean? Like, I think it seems like something that you um, kind of talk about in private. You know what I mean? Like, especially, like, going into, like, details. Like, I'm like I don't think really anyone wants to hear about that. Um, but I, I think we should kind of talk about it more, especially like how to be safe. Cause I feel like a lot of kids today, um, they don't really have enough, um, insight on, you know, all of that, even like kids in college, like me, I'm a freshman and there's like even kids that don't even know like how to stay safe at parties. And you know what I mean? Just like, I think it's, it's very important. Like there is some that we're sorely lacking. I think this generation also definitely has a lot more experience with talking about sex because it's not as frowned upon as previous generations. Mm-hmm. That is very true, actually. Like, even some parents are like, go ahead and do it. But I kind of want to hear from Sean now. What you got to say? Uh, uh, for me, I ain't, I ain't learned about sexual I didn't learn about sexual health in school. I was just talk about my parents and stuff like that. Like, like the how to use a condom, 
how like how like diseases, sicknesses can come from like have sexual intercourse. Like sexual health should be taught even before like sexual intercourse, like having sex. I feel like the moment like the hormone starts kicking in, I find like that's the moment like you should start being taught the different things that's like possible to happen. Because in today's society it's like teenagers, male, female, whatever. It's like all about having sex, but it's not about like having sex. Sex is not about like the awareness of what might happen, like the pregnancies, all, all the different things as a male, like what we produce into females, like none like that's being taught in school, honestly. So I feel like I feel like it is a big deal for like teens today to be taught sexual health in, at home and in schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, f- I have well, for my next little nice little question. <clears throat> Um, with that, do you feel like in schools, cause let's be honest, a lot of kids, they do be, don't say in the bathrooms or at parties and stuff at school, happen so many times. Yeah. There's they literally do be having so sex. many. They do have, not have some, have some not be having some sex in the bathrooms and stuff, like, especially at homecoming and prom. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, do you feel like in the bathroom, they should put like condoms and like, like, just like, just like, just like, just like sex, just like things like that actually like kind of like help, I guess, just in case. Yeah. Um, I would say yes. I mean, like, even going into, like, the women's restroom, like, they always have, like, tampons and pads. Well, sometimes. I mean, I think it depends on where you are. Um, I do kind of have a problem with them charging for it, though. I feel like if, like, do I really got to run through, like, my wallet to get, like, a quarter of, like, I get my period and I'm like, you know what I mean? Um, So I feel like it kind of just, it's kind of like a hassle to get it. Um, but I do feel like they should put like condoms and, you know, stuff like that. And I mean, just in case you need it, like, I mean, you, you can never be too safe. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure some people will probably pass judgment and be like, Ugh, these kids are doing stuff. I mean, like, but wouldn't you rather them be safe and like cautious about it if they're, they are going to have sex? Uh, <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Uh, honestly, I feel like, uh, there should be no charge. Have a therapy. I feel like a lot of teens they're not they're not able to like get that stuff on their own. Like a lot of teens they're like afraid to go to the store and buy or ask the parents for it. So I feel like at schools we should provide that uh, with no free charge. I feel like we should provide it for the students because like condoms, Plan Bs, pregnancy tests, and stuff like that. I feel like that should be like uh, brought into like the school bathrooms so students can get that. I don't feel like it should be like blasted like. Like, hey, these are, like, they're, like, airbrushed. I feel like it should be there in the bathroom. I I really do feel like it should. I feel like putting condoms in the bathroom is just going to encourage people to have sex in the bathroom. But if you think about it, with that happening, like, at least it's actually having safe sex. At least it's less less likely for them to be pregnant or get STDs or things like that. At least it's being more safe, if you think about it. Because, like... Kids can do it either way. Let's be honest. Girl. With that, with or without anything, I'm gonna do it anyways. Cause high school kids or even even middle school kids, <laughs> it happens in middle school and elementary. Yes, I know that. Yeah, elementary. elementary. <laughs> it happens in elementary. That's crazy. Y'all think it's crazy, but I'm serious. It be happening in my yeah. elementary school. Yeah, yeah. My middle school. Yeah, this girl. Everything. Girl. I know. So I know we're twenty. I know we're ten kids. We're pregnant right now. This anyways. girl. This YouTuber I used to watch. She did get pregnant at a really young age i think she got pregnant at like 10, 12 Jeez. middle school just because she didn't know how easy it was to get pregnant so she mm-hmm. was not having safe mm-hmm. sex and i feel like that's very important to talk about because if you're just simply not educated on how easy it is to get pregnant or 
to get an STD or whatever, you're more prone to have unsafe sex and end up with these disease diseases or a child. I want to add on something. I don't think it's just... I think talking about the safety and protection while having sex is important, but I also think adding comfort to that discussion is critical. Um, you can be as safe as you want, as protected as you want, but if you feel like you're being coerced into sex, if you feel like, oh, I'm just doing it because I feel like he wants to do it, you know, these are all things that mm -hmm. make... Like, even if you do have a condom or whatever... That that still counts as unsafe sex to me. If there's no consent involved, that's it. It can even be debated if mm -hmm. that's even sex or if that's rape. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now, we just finished up the interviews for the episode that we're going to be airing. And I wanted to know, what are some of you guys' biggest takeaways and new information that you took away from the interviews? Or new perspectives, period. Um, I think for me, one of my biggest takeaways was just the utter dissatisfaction with our school system. Like, they were just like, no, our sex, sex ed course did not do a good job. No, we did not learn what we wanted to learn. No, we did not learn anything that we could take away from. Just the utter dissatisfaction and the need to do better. I think that's something I took away. I have to definitely agree, like, I feel like, well, I definitely agree, like, I feel like with everything that happened, like, it was more of the fact that I realized that, like, schools aren't really being, helping us be protected, I guess. Like, if schools put things in the bathrooms, we'd be more protected, in my opinion. There's also the element of communication throughout the our peers today and their parents and the school system. There doesn't seem to be a lot of cohesive education that all three know. Yeah, it's definitely also important for, I feel like, parents to talk about sex in general with their children because if you're not going to talk about it and the school's not going to talk about it, where are they getting their information from? The internet. The internet, which is not a good source, to be honest. And we saw a lot. We saw a lot today that a lot of the our individuals that we had on the um, interviews today didn't really have a good sense of where they could get that information from. Mm -hmm. Whether that was from their school system or that was for the parents, there's not as much of a someone that they can go to that knows what they need to know to help them out throughout this process. Okay, those are some pretty good takeaways, but. Are there any opinions that people shared that you agreed or disagreed with? Um, <clears throat> I think just like the whole double standard of like um, women engaging in sex and men engaging in sex. Like, um, I do think that our society is a lot more okay with men being more sexual. I mean, like even in like 
I think just people kind of like, you know, try to like portray men to be more sexual by nature. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if a man cheats, like I remember watching like this interview and they asked the woman, they're like, well, how would you feel if your man cheated on you? And she was like, oh, well, I mean, if he just had to scratch an itch, basically what she meant, like if he was just like, you know, in the mood, you know what I mean? Like she would be okay with it. But I think like if men like, um, they asked her husband the same thing and he said no, like he wouldn't be okay with it. So even just like some women are like, well, I mean, like even, you know what I mean? Like it just seems like they're a lot more okay with like men like having sex or just, you know, being intimate with a whole bunch of women rather than a woman being intimate with, you know, a whole bunch of men. Like it just seems like men don't really want to engage with a woman who does that. But I feel like. I respect that. I think, like, for me, I wouldn't want to be with someone personally who has had sex with multiple people just because I feel like, I mean, like, why are you interested in me then? You know what I mean? If you can sleep with 20, 30 people, like, I mean, why are you interested in me? Um, But, I mean, I feel like there's not really anything wrong with, like, I mean, not caring about that. Because I know some people, like, you know, that's not a deal breaker for them, but I don't think that it's a problem if it is. I feel like one thing that's important to keep in mind is that if you have had sex with most with a lot of people, but you're looking for somebody who has a lower body count, I just I just think that's kind of flawed and that's a very big double standard because especially for women, it's extremely frowned upon. And it's extremely frowned upon when they have had when they have multiple bodies. And I feel like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be if you are also a man that has multiple bodies, you shouldn't shame women for having multiple bodies because how does that make sense? And then you're saying it's not the same thing when it literally is the same thing. To piggyback off of that, um, if you want someone with a low body count, be someone with a low body count. If you don't care, then it is what it is. I definitely agree with that. Like, I feel like if you if you're somebody who has like who, if you're a male and you have like twenty bodies, and then you want a girl who's like either a virgin who has like probably even like two, you overstepping a little bit because <laughs> how you go through with twenty people and the third only have two? How are you bopped out and want somebody? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like. All together, if you want somebody with a low, but if you want if you want a virgin, be a virgin yourself or at least have one. Mm. I have to say, like, don't overstep it all the way through. Mm. And again, a girl can have two bodies and it's okay. And a male, if, if they have over ten, that's not okay. I don't care what any of y'all say. <laughs> over ten is no over five is not okay. Oh, if you want, if you want a girl with two body count, two the, the, the two two that's a body count, and you have over five, or you have five. That's not okay. Go lower. Period. I feel like the the reason that there is such a stigma is, and negative connotations with women having a high body count is because women are seen supposed supposedly quote unquote seen as like innocent and pure and if they have multiple bodies that just kind of counteracts that. So I feel like that's why men think it's so terrible when women have a certain amount of bodies but with men they are also there like Kana said seen as more sexual publicly and 
it's if a man if a man has multiple bodies, then they get praised for it and they get like a pat on the back, basically. I want to kind of relate this back to young people, too. Like when we see a 16 year old, 15 year old, 14 year old girl who is pregnant or has a baby, it's always like, oh, she's this, she's that. But we don't ever talk about like the young man who got her pregnant, like the young man who made the decision not to use protection or the young man who made the decision to, you know, like it takes two to make a baby, but for some reason it's always put on the young girl to be smarter where, oh, you should have did this, but we never take the young man into account. But I think there should be more responsibility on both parties, not just more on the man or the, not even man, the boy or the girl, but yeah. I definitely agree with that because it, like you said, it takes two people to have a baby and the women should not always be blamed for getting pregnant because A, it could be non-consensual. B, like she could have took the steps to remain safe and he could have disregarded that. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's important to think about those things before you go and shame somebody who got pregnant at a young age. Think about their circumstances and how would you feel if you were in their shoes? Especially because like abortions are so frowned upon and like quote-unquote killing a baby is so frowned upon in our culture like but then we blame 16 year olds for having a baby and then we also don't give people access to like free contraceptives and with the abortion laws there's not a lot of states left that you can get an abortion and especially if it was non-consensual you would not want to have that baby if it wasn't consensual and you got pregnant and I feel like the government this just does not care. As long as you're not killing the baby, they don't care. They don't care about where the baby ends up, how the baby's raised. If you can even afford to take care of that baby, they do not care. They, As long as you're not killing the baby, they don't care. They don't care about you or what happens to the baby. One last thing. I feel like me and you are playing like my cop, but right, like our government is definitely like I've heard pro fetus, but not pro life. Like we don't have affordable child care. We don't have good school systems, but we do like... You may not kill that baby. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops. And neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. There's a quality of life aspect that we're missing out on. Um, When you say, yes, we're keeping the baby or there is a baby in general, from the governmental perspective, we can talk about that. We don't tend to do extra work to make sure that that baby that's made has a sound home, sound education, sound lifestyle. Um, That's a big part. I want to wrap back around. Holding the right people accountable and holding yourself accountable in these situations is very important. Mm -hmm. Understanding that it is your sexual health at the end of the day, these are your decisions, and making the best ones can only happen through proper education and knowing exactly what you're getting into. But where can you get that education? 
Absolutely. And I think that this is where we as a as a group here trying to figure that out. We saw today that we had 15, 20 people on that stage and none of us had a really good sound um, school system that gave us the proper sexual education, home life that gave us the proper education. It's not really present. We probably have to revamp what that even looks like in the long run. Speaking back on that, um, on what Nas said, you know, when it comes to the case that we don't have the education, we have to take accountability on ourselves. We have to take it upon ourselves to educate ourselves. But again, we might be misled because it's something on Instagram. It might be something on TikTok that may not just be right. That may not be right because when I interviewed Nas, he talked about condoms. Yes, it's a 99% chance it'll work, but it's a 1% chance that it won't. And that 1% happens too much in our community. So we have to educate ourselves on the, on the, on the aftermath, not really beforehand going to the clinic. Because you can't go to the clinic before when you, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be real. You can't go to the clinic anymore before you put it in. It's done. You put it in. So when, when the case comes and you see, you know, the double lines on the pregnancy test, hey, it's on you, bro. So. And I feel like when, when people have unsafe sex and then the girl finds out she's pregnant, some of the times, if it's a young, if it's a young couple or whatever, the man like gets so mad at the girl sometimes and I just don't understand that because it's not her fault it's not entirely her fault that she is pregnant and I feel like sometimes they just need to take accountability because it takes two to tango (laughs) I have a question well yeah I have a question Something I think that was really beautiful, one of the guests, um, young people said, was that he actually was able to get a pretty sound education on sexual health and sex from his mom. And he was able to have like a comfortable environment and atmosphere to have those conversations with his parents. So he did get, you know, he he felt like he knew a thing or two before he actually got active because he said it was particularly from his mom that he got a lot of his education from. So I'm wondering, is Having conversations about sex, is that that like a universal feeling? Like I'm more able to talk about it with my mother or a female figure or with male figure? I think that's really insightful. Um, I think for me personally, I do. uh, I think my dad, he was a bit more like, he was always very like hard on me in in the way that he was like, you know, this is your body. You know what I mean? Like if some, like no one has the right to disrespect you in that way. And I appreciate him that um but I definitely think what comes down to like sex and puberty my dad he was very kind of awkward about that like I would even like try to sit down with him and like dad you know I mean like what is this and I think it kind of made him uncomfortable he was like you know like I I think now since I'm 18 I'm sure he'd be a little bit more like you know but I think when you're that close-minded I think you know you kind of want to protect your kid. Any parent does. Um, but I think sometimes you you can't shelter them too much because they're going to hear stuff at school. They're going to see stuff on Instagram. They're going to see stuff anywhere. If they're not getting it from you, they're going to get it from somebody else regardless. So I think just as a parent, like you have to kind of be like, okay, you know what I mean? Like my kid asked me this question, you know what I mean? Even if it makes me uncomfortable, I still kind of have to, you know what I mean? Like it's your, it's kind of your responsibility to make sure that they're educated properly on what sex is. And if they have a, you know, question regarding the, you know, anything sexual, 
Um, or, you know, just like asking about what consent is or even if they ask what abortion is or, mm. you know, whatever. I think it's very important. But I mean, I think my mom, per, me personally, my mom was a lot more like open minded. Like even if something's uncomfortable or even like we're kind of both a bit like, eh, you know, by it, she was always still very patient. Um, I think it also just comes down to listening, listening to understand and not listening to respond. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> I feel like me personally, it's all like I never, I never talked to my dad about anything puberty, period. Like I never even talked to my dad about like my period or anything or like if I needed like pads or tampons when I was at his house. I never talked to him about it. I would always talk about it with either my grandma or his girlfriend, never him, because I feel like it's so much more awkward as a female to talk to males about anything relating to puberty or anything. But with my mom, I feel like I'm definitely more comfortable coming to her and talking to her. And if I was in a certain situation where... I needed help. Like if I, if I was facing like STDs or pregnancy, I would definitely talk to my mom first before I talk to anybody. This definitely sounds like um, a call to action, not just to fathers, but to parents in general. Um, no, no matter if they're daughters or sons, listen to them. You know, if they need something, you have a duty as a parent to provide them with uh, the best that you can. You know, you may not have the best that you best that there is, but you can provide them with the best that there is, the best that you can. So. I think we also see that a lot of parents are also kids that are just a little bit more grown up. Yeah. And they might not have all the answers, but if you are a parent, it is your duty to learn. Yeah. And there are resources out there, and hopefully we're with these conversations, we can connect those resources to people more often to better educate the parents on how to guide their children through these processes. I feel like just trying your best that's all you can really do as a parent just try your best to be there for your kid even if you don't agree with what they're doing shaming them is not going to fix the situation it's just going to make them feel worse about themselves and they probably already do so i feel like just be there for your kid and if as a kid listen to your what your parents have to say sometimes because most of the time they're going to be right but yeah i think that's a wrap y'all This is Real Talk. No strings attached. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. And be sure to check out other great podcasts on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Online now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.